What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. I know, I know, I'm a little bit late on, t- on today's Saturday episode, but nonetheless, I'm bringing the news. We got updates on Zach Levine's contract and how early he plans to resign uh, in free agency. We also have an update on EJ Liddell and his workout with the Chicago Bulls. Also, some Kobe White trade ideas. We'll get into all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, what's going on? You can be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. You already know what it is. And so first up, we are now being told, this one comes from Mark Stein, that teams interested in Zach Levine are now being informed that he was likely to sign or re-sign with the Chicago Bulls early into free agency. So this Again, as I've been saying, like it's just the new circle go, cycle goes all the way around, right? You remember how we started off in free agency? It was all but a foregone conclusion that most people just assumed that Zach Levine was going to be staying with the Chicago Bulls. Then it came out that Zach Levine was going to go through the process, explore all options as, as they were um, reported, and then it started being, hey, this team's interested in Zach. This team's interested in Zach. A signing trade here, a signing trade here. It was a fun couple of, about a fun month. Of Zach Levine trade ideas and trade rumors. But now things are just circling all the way back around. And now we sit at the place where Zach Levine, as that was always the kind of the smartest idea and where the, the smart money was on, and that's Zach Levine re-signing with the Chicago Bulls. It's going to be a max level deal. And I know there are a lot of people who question and think and ask, is Zach Levine worth max money? Well, guess what? At this point, we're not even questioning that anymore. As I forget, I forgot to turn on my lights. Come on, man. We got to have the lightsabers in the back. It's not a Chicago Bulls Central episode without them. But now that we're back in full focus, uh, yeah. So it, the Zach Levine coming back is all, it's it's highly important. It, it's, you know, considering everything that went into this team, as this team tried to rebuild around Zach and things like that, I know some people are, or did they really rebuild around Zach? This is now DeMar. All that, all that's gone. Zach Levine was the, oh, the, the importance was always to re-sign Zach Levine. And to continue building the team with him as a centerpiece around it and continue filling out this team and this roster. And now AK and Eversley are going to get to work. One of the things that I've I've been saying, hey, yes, we're going to start seeing what AK and Eversley are going to do with the start of the draft. The draft, the, what happens at the draft, whether they make a move, whether they hold on to it, whoever they draft, is really going to start informing some of the things around the Chicago Bulls. Unless they go super high upside pick and a player that's projected to kind of play in the G League for a season, then it, we still may not have the full picture at that point. But I think that picture is going to start taking more shape at the draft. Then after Zach Levine officially signs on the dotted line and re-signs with the Chicago Bulls, A.K. and Eversley are going to get to work. That mid-level exception, trade player exception, any other deals that they do, any signing trades that they force with, like a player like Troy Brown Jr., even a Derrick Jones Jr. Like What happens even though those players aren't expected to come back to the Chicago Bulls if they can work out those deals to be signing trades and get any type of assets back again? Because they're, uh, well, Derek Jones Jr. is, I believe, is an unrestricted free agent. Troy Brown Jr. is a restricted free agent. But with that being said, like, yeah, they don't have the power in trying to force a sign and trade. But if they can convince a team that, hey, we can help you facilitate this deal a little bit more and get a second round or whatever pick back, we'll see what AK and Eversley do. But I do expect this to be a very active free agency for the Chicago Bulls. And so with one of the things that we talked about, the start of the action is at the NBA draft. And so we got an update today that. EJ Liddell's workout with the Chicago Bulls went glowingly. They are very high on EJ Liddell afterwards. He had an impressive workout um, as, as it was reported. And so seeing this and, you know, EJ Liddell has always been what I've said that he's the player. I want the Bulls to draft Mark Williams, but I understand completely that he's going to be probably outside the Bulls range, even though CBS Sports now has Mark Williams slated to go 25th or 23rd. It's either 23rd or 25th 
in their mock draft, which is a little weird. I would never expect Mark Williams to, to fall that low. I, and it's it's it was one of those columns where there was three separate people who had who had their different mock drafts. So I don't know what that person was drinking then, but nonetheless, um, because Mark Williams doesn't expect to fall, I've always said that EJ Liddell is a player that I think the Bulls will draft. And even if they do decide to move out that 18th pick and they get a lower pick, there's still a chance that EJ Liddell is the pick there because in a lot of mocks, EJ Liddell is slated to go towards that bottom end of the first round or in the second round in some drafts. So they could very well have targeted EJ Liddell and because they're doing that, that kind of informs how they feel that they can move around the draft if they feel like, hey, we can move as low as here and still get EJ or if EJ happens to be off the board, we still can get a solid prospect around whatever pick it ends up being or are they going to make a deal moving up in the draft? There's a lot of different ways the Bulls can do but hearing that EJ Liddell impressed on his workout is not really surprising. He's an impressive player. He's just a, he's a, he's a guy that I would, that I would say is a Chicago type player. Like when you just look at it, the heart he plays with, the determination he plays with, the fact that he probably is, gets better results than what his skill level really is, huge. Like his worth ethic is not going to be questioned. EJ Liddell is going to be one of those players, no matter where he's drafted, is going to be in the NBA for quite a while, giving, I don't know what those numbers are going to be, but he's going to be given solid production. So if EJ Liddell ends up being the pick for the Chicago Bulls, I'm not mad at that at all. But let me know what you guys think about that one. Uh, so before we get into the Kobe White trade ideas, there's one more. It's not really news, but it is something for a conversation piece that I want to talk on. And that's really the Rudy Gobert. So we now came out that there was a deal on the table that reportedly, now I don't know how much I believe that again, you know, it's all rumors, things come out to kind of help draft stock. I mean, trade stock and things like that. But that the deal Utah would have agreed to involve Patrick Williams and the Bulls decided to not go for that deal because they don't want to move Patrick Williams. And then there's some other rumors that now come out today that haven't substantiated or wherever that the Bulls may go back to the table on that deal. I don't think so. I don't expect it. I think even including Patrick Williams at this point, the Bulls are still been priced out of that market. When you look at John Collins uh, being uh, it rumored to be in, in an Atlanta package for Rudy Gobert, but We'll see. If something happens and something happens, we'll, we'll, it'll all shake down because I really, if it doesn't go down at the draft, then it's not going to happen. If if Rudy Gobert is not traded at the draft, which he might not he might not be traded during the draft, and maybe later in free agency, I think that the Bulls are priced out. They're, they're, it, then it's not going to happen with the Chicago Bulls. If the Bulls go with getting that 18th pick and it's not traded on draft day for that, it's not going to happen. I don't think I could be wrong on that. Let me know what you guys think down below on that one. So before we end the show today, on this weekend episode, I wanted to talk about some Kobe White trade ideas. Now, we all expect Kobe White to be traded at this point. I think it's all but a foregone conclusion when you hear the language that was used is they're actually shopping Kobe White and that 18th pick, not necessarily together. And while as with Nikola Vucevic, it was mentioned that, you know, they were exploring the trade market, two very different things. But once the team kind of locks in on, on, you know, aggressively going after a trade or seeing what they can get, it's all but certain to happen. So I have some trade ideas to happen. Just to give you my criteria and what I'm using for these trade ideas, one, the Bulls not taking back any long-term salary, right? So that's my criteria. It may not be what the Bulls are looking for because, again, moving Kobe solo, and that's another criteria. This is These are trades just for Kobe White. This is not the Bulls including the 18th pick. It's not even including any other players per se, uh, maybe some future uh, draft picks or whatever, but that's it. So because of that, I wanted to frame it around no long-term money, uh, a player that comes in and can do stuff that we need off the bench right now, and then also, you know, maybe maybe some more draft capital, depending on how it works. That's kind of what I looked at for this uh, these trade ideas. Let me know what you guys think about these down below. And you're also your Kobe White trade ideas. Now, one thing that I didn't do, just because I don't think it'll happen one-on-one, one -on -one, but I know there's been some talk about Cam Reddish, Kobe White. There's even been, again, a, a report that I haven't seen been substantiated by a, a, a big-time outlet or source, but um, that 
the Knicks may be interested in Kobe White and using Cam Reddish to do that. Now, if that deal is on the table, if you get a deal for Kobe White and Cam Reddish straight up, even if you have to throw in a future second, I wouldn't do a future first, right? Or a couple of future seconds down the line, as far as you can push that off, you, you pull the trigger on that deal. I will personally be at the airport and drive Cam Reddish to the United Center if that happens. But so that deal is not on the table here just because I don't know that that's realistically going to happen with the criteria that I put up here. That's more of, I think, if you package the 18th pick and things like that. But, you know, just wanted to mention that so you guys know. So there's nobody typing. We can go ahead and get the get the keyboard warriors out the way with asking why I didn't bring up Cam Reddish. So there you guys go on that one. So first up, we're going to the Mavericks. And this is a player that a lot of Bulls fans have been mentioning for a while. And this is Kobe White going to the Dallas Mavericks for Maxi Kleber and the 26th pick. Now, again, uh, expiring contract for Maxi Kleber. $18.9 million is his contract. It expires at the end of the season. He's 30 years old. And that's why I do think that the, the Bulls in this scenario could possibly get that 26 pick overall. I know a lot of Bulls fans think that Kobe White doesn't have any value, but looking at some of the trades that happened already, I do think that Kobe White has low first round to early second round trade value on the market. Getting Maxi Kleber, a player who may not get as many minutes now that uh, the Christian Wood is there. I look at that 6'10", 240 pounds, and come in and do the things that we need a backup big man to do. And because it's not long-term money, not super high big money either, that the Bulls could still, if, if, it's, if it's made available, they could still possibly go after another veteran big to continue to solidify that, back, that front court rotation from the Chicago Bulls. So I look at this Maxi Kleber deal as something that's not hugely likely. I don't know how the Dallas Mavericks really are going to evaluate Maxi Kleber now that they have made that move for Christian Wood. But if they are looking to move him, if they do do something, again, his averages aren't the best. He had a PER of almost 11, 7 points per game, 5.9 rebounds per game, 1.2 uh, assists per game. He played in 59 games last season, started 21 of those for the Dallas Mavericks on 24 minutes per game, one block per game, which is huge, especially in the minutes that he, that he got as well, and 5.9, 6 rebounds per game on that scoring. Listen, Maxi Kleber, while I, he's not the big man that you just can say, hey, it's over and done with, but adding him to that rotation to kind of bring more size, more length, and some shooting because he also 32% uh, three-point shooter from uh, from the field last year overall from his career. For his career, he's a 35% uh, three-point shooter, and he shot 41% the season before last. So he brings some ability to stretch the floor as well. Solid free throw shooter as well. Not the best, right? He went down from 91% the year before, the year prior to 70% last season. So it seems like that's on the decline there. And then he was 84% two seasons ago. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Um, but I, I look at Maxi Kleber as somebody who can come in, play some big minutes for the Chicago Bulls, and can help if you have him more on the back end of your bench as somebody who, if we do run an injury, because I think we're still going to go after another big man, you can bring him along. And potentially, if the Bulls do go a big man, like because Jalen Duran is now in a lot of mocks, falling almost to the Bulls level. If he if a big man like that falls, Maxi Kleber is a perfect player to come in because he's a veteran. He's been here for a while. Not a perfect player by any means. But while you do expect Jalen Duran to get some minutes or somebody like that, whether it's Atari Easton, somebody like that, to get minutes, you can bring Maxi Kleber in to somebody you can bet on a little bit more consistency from if that young man gets in, gets in trouble, things like that. So Maxi Kleber, um, the first deal that I'm presenting here. I, and again, would the, would the Mavericks actually include the 26th overall pick as well? That's the biggest question here. But Again, because of the criteria I mentioned, I think that there's a possibility of that. Next one up, next deal. We're going to the Spurs. And this is for, for Bates Dop. Or is that how you pronounce it? I know I'm 26 year old, six, uh, six and a half, six and a half, six uh, feet, eight inches tall, 22, uh, 229 
pounds, if I can talk correctly today. Again, free agent at the end of the season. I'm also getting the Bulls also bringing in the 25th overall pick in this one as well. So again, getting an additional bite of the apple later in, bringing in a player who can contribute right now um, it's somewhat, not any type of huge numbers or anything like that, but you can bring him in to contribute right now. Now, another deal. Now, I don't know if, the, if he gets included in this deal because I don't think you can get two players and a first and a low first round pick back. But something that may be more realistic is rather than get the Bulls getting that 25th pick, they couldn't possibly try to get Lonnie Walker in that deal as well. 12 point per games off the off the bench uh, for the um for the Spurs last season, 34% three-point shooting, 40% overall from the field. Not necessarily the score we're looking for solely off the bench, but again, adding more depth to that, adding a more consistent piece than what Kobe White is. Now, again, he doesn't have the scoring upside of a Kobe White, but Lonnie Walker could possibly come in. But I look, really look at Keita bates at as somebody who can come in, play that 3 and D role to a degree for the Chicago Bulls, and see what they can get from that. Last trade, last trade I did here, Timberwolves. This one is for Nas Reed, who is a center and the number 19th pick. Now, this is the more than likely the rare one that's not going to happen. I don't think that this is going to happen. Getting the 19th pick for Kobe White overall, I say you take that deal alone, right? No matter what it is. Now, Nas Reed, again, would be more of a depth piece than what the Bulls are looking for to solidify that front court rotation. But again, an additional depth piece to add to what this team does if we do run into any injuries. Vooch is going to miss some games. Patrick Williams is probably going to miss some games as well. We want close to relative health as possible, but we know in the NBA, nobody plays all 82 games regularly. It doesn't happen that often. So adding some depth there with Nas Reed, I think still you would not need to go after another big man target as well to, to completely fill out that big man rotation, but an interesting piece there and an interesting trade. So those are my three trade ideas when it comes to Kobe White for this episode. I want to hear from you guys. What are some of your trade ideas for Kobe White? Do you want to see the Bulls? Again, in this one specifically, I did not look at deals that also package that 18th overall pick. I did specifically left that out because as we get close to the draft, we're going to get more rumors, more things like that, hear what the Bulls are doing. But that was my criteria. Let me know your criteria and tell me what potential deals you think are out there realistically for Kobe White. Please, realistic deals, people. Realistic deals. But all right, that is it for me for today. It's going to be an exciting week coming up. I'm going to take Sunday off unless some crazy news, if news drops, the episode drops, period. But besides that, over the course of this week, expect a lot of rumors, expect a lot of deals from team, from other teams, hopefully from the Bulls as well, as we go into the draft on Thursday. We will have a live stream during the draft. I've already taken off my actual job. We're doing that. We're going to be giving that draft coverage and analysis both here and on Locked on Bulls. So thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you're also following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave us a text and our voicemail, the number to do so is 773-270-2799. Thank you for tuning in. Like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.